0: Welcome to Freedom Thinkers, where we analyze current events and political topics to promote free thought on college campuses and throughout America. In today's Topic Tuesday, we are analyzing the pro-life position on abortion. I'm Parker Humphrey, and this is Topic Tuesday, a segment of Freedom Thinkers where I evaluate the reasoning for or against certain topics. Today, I'm evaluating the pro-life position and presenting how to logically argue against abortion. I'm going to cover some points to keep in mind while discussing abortion a scientific argument, and a simple logical argument for those of us who prefer a less nitty-gritty approach to abortion. First, there are things that you must keep in mind when discussing abortion. Keep the focus on the child in the womb and the question of whether or not it is a human life. That's the most important question about abortion. Pro-life people believe that at conception or heartbeat, depending on where you stand, there is a human life in the womb. A lot of times when we talk about abortion with someone who is pro-abortion, You run into issues where it's like, what about if the child is born into a poor family? What if the mom was raped? What if this? What if that? Those scenarios, while are a reasonable discussion point, do not pertain to the actual argument of whether or not that is a human life. Because if it is a human life, none of that matters. Next, it is always a good idea to avoid religion when talking about abortion, I know for a lot of Christians, there's biblical verses that argue that are used to argue the pro-life position. However, if you're talking to someone who is not religious, it can be counterproductive to use the Bible in those arguments. You're then viewed as someone who just believes in the pro-life position just because of the religion, and therefore they believe they don't have to. However, that's the farthest thing from the truth. If that is a life, it must be protected no matter what religion you believe in. Therefore, the only time you should really use the biblical point to argue abortion is when talking with someone who shares that same value system as you do. Uh, the last point I want to make to keep in mind when discussing abortion is the constant claim of no uterus, no opinion. Uh, this is a silly, silly argument uh, because it's not about the mom. It's about whether or not the child is a life. What is the fetus a human life? And on top of that, is often a double standard, as you saw with the uh, recent passing of the Alabama law. There were calls for men who were pro-abortion to come up, but you've been telling us for forever that if you're if you don't have a uterus, you can't have an opinion on abortion. Uh, that is a foolish argument. Uh, it has no logical basis, because the idea that that child is a life, but oh, because you don't have a uterus, you don't get to protect that life. That's dumb. Uh, but, oh, but if you don't have a uterus, you can protect women's rights to kill their own children. That's a silly argument. So now I want to get into the scientific argument uh, for the pro-life position. This information comes from an article titled, A Scientific View of When Life Begins, written by Maureen Marine Kondik, published by the Charlotte Lozier Institute. The entirety of this article can be found at the lozierinstitute.org. Uh, to argue that life begins at conception we must understand what happens at conception when a sperm joins an egg a new cell is created based on the fact that the molecular structure changes and the behavior of the cell changes the zygote is a one cell embryo formed moments after conception and contains the components of both the sperm and the egg while the primary purpose of gametes is to bond with each other Uh, the zygote begins blocking any other sperm from bonding with the egg. However, at this point, we have only defined the zygote as a single cell. But from its very beginning, it starts to behave like an organism. It begins to produce complex tissues, structures and organs that work together. These are produced by the embryo from the first stage of development. If the embryo was just a bunch of cells, which is often claimed with DNA and not an organism, it would not be able to produce coordinated structures that work together. From this information, it is clear that from a scientific perspective, that from conception moving forward, the embryo is an organism and a human being. If you want to seriously be able to defend the pro-life argument, it is imperative that you understand at least the basic science behind what is happening. Uh, However, the logical argument that I'm just about to explain can be used to guide people uh, to similar conclusions without using the science and is often very helpful when you don't have a lot of time or someone is not willing to go into the science. So this argument's main premise is that being a less developed human being does not reduce the humanity of that person. You can start uh, talking to the person uh, with something easy, like a high schooler, uh, someone who your audience cannot deny humanity from. So you ask them, uh, a high schooler is not a fully developed human being, Are they less human because of it, or is their humanity jeopardized because they're not fully developed? Uh, The answer is clearly no. A high schooler is a human being, and they have just as much rights to that as adults. Uh, Then you can ask about a 10 year old. Uh, Is a 10 year old who's not fully developed less human? No. Well, then what about a two year old? Well, two year olds, uh, it's still a human, Uh, still fully human, has full humanity. Uh, Then what about a newborn? Well, newborn is human. There's humanity. It's like, okay, well, then what's the difference between a child that was just born versus a child seconds before they exit the womb? There's very little difference in the humanity. Uh, So then you would ask them, so you would agree that the level of development does not determine the humanity of someone? If they say yes, they almost have to conclude that abortion is wrong because you're killing a human. Because if you've made it this far, hopefully they will say yes. Well, then what's the difference between a third trimester embryo and a newborn? As far as humanity is concerned, the development level is different, but humanity there's no change. What about second trimester? There's again development differences, but is the humanity are you less human just because you've just because you're less developed? You less human? They've already told you no, so they've already followed your line of reasoning this far. This argument is especially helpful uh, if the person you're talking to is already against late-term abortions. You can, I've used it in all cases. But if they're already against late-term abortions, you've shown that development doesn't affect humanity. As there's no difference between the trimesters and humanity, only in development. So your goal of this argument is to separate the humanity of a being from the development of that being. Once you've used it a few times, this argument usually does not take more than five minutes to effectively present. Uh, I used it regularly throughout high school because of simplicity, and I continue to use it throughout college. It's super fast, super quick, and even if they don't agree with you once you're done, I've gotten people to the point where they do not have an argument against me after using this argument. So I hope that argument is helpful. I hope you can use it. If you do use it, let us know on Instagram at Podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode of Topic Tuesday, uh, please leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. You can find more episodes of Freedom Thinkers on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We appreciate your support. And until next time, this is Parker Humphrey on Freedom Thinkers Podcast.